Parshas Vo'era definitely was inspired by the last week's uh, big Shabbaton, the Rebbeim from uh, Machon Shlomo. Got me thinking. We have to look at the continue to look at the Sefer Shmois as a very important step um, heading towards Matan Torah. The Sefer as we mentioned last week, called Shmois, and it starts, Ve'ele Shmois B'nei Yisrael, Haboim Mitzrayma, and we mentioned, might have mentioned last week, the Haboim is Loshen Hoive, is in the present tense, not Asher Bo'u, that came to Mitzrayim, they came already in Parshas Vayigash, right, Haboim Mitzrayim, I mean there's a, a constant, Awareness of coming to Mitzrayim. I mean, there's we are, and we mentioned last week a little bit about the the recurring theme of Golus and Geula that we that is, is has been the pattern of the Jewish people. That's and that's very true. But let's let's try to focus on a, another aspect of Ve'elish Moiz Bnei Yisrael Haboim Mitzrayma. These are the names of the Jewish people. The names is the essence. The, what we call in Hebrew the mahus, the 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 essence, the 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 definition of something. What is the definition of a yid? What is the definition of the Jewish people that's being formulated in in the land of Mitzrayim? The the Balaturim, as far as well as other commentaries, say that the, the, that the beginning of Sefer Shmos is an acronym. It's an acronym to what Shmos is really an acronym. Shmos is an acronym of, of Shnayim Mikrov Echotargum. Shnayim Mikrov Echotargum. And at a different time, we, we have a famous story from the Chidah that whoever's at my house on Parshas, uh, Parshas Boy uh, knows this story. I heard it from my father many times. And it's a beautiful story that has to do with this acronym of Shmos being Shnayim Mikrov Echotargum, and the commentaries de Levush, which is a, a classic commentary on the Shulchan Aruch in Orachai and Reish Peihei, where it talks about this, the, the Indian of Shnayim Mikrov Echotargum, says that the acronym of the whole Pasuk, Ve'elish Shmois, is Ve'chayiv Odom Likrois Haparsha Shnayim Mikrov Echotargum. And he says that's the that is the that there's an obligation. The Balaturim here in, in the beginning of Shmois says also an acronym, doesn't use the word chiyuv. He says Ve'odam Asher, which is the word ve'ela. Ve'odam Asher Loime, that's the Lamid Haseder, Shnayim Mikr, Echotargum, that's Ve'ela Shmois. That there's something inherently important about this din, which is a simon in Shulchan Aruch, based on a Gemara in Brachas. Right? It's a, it's a Gemara it's a Gemara in Brachas right? Daf Chesam and Aleph, where it says Amr of Huna Bar Yehuda, on the bottom of, of Daf Chesam and Aleph, Amr of Yehuda, Amr of Ami, Lo'olam Yashlim Odom Parshi Yosefim Atzibur, Shnayim Mikra Ve'echot Targum, that you have to say the the Parsha two times the the text, 
and one time the Targum, which primarily is Targum Unklus. Fafilu says the Gemara, Itrois Vidivain. And the question, the question of course is, why is this so important? What is this mitzvah of Shnai Mikrovecha Targum? It takes a long time, and uh, you know, people are, are rushing it when it comes to Simchas Torah that to finish up before they get bogged down another for another year. And what, what is this mitzvah all about? What's the, what's the what's the neshama of this mitzvah of Shnai Mikrovecha Targum? It's a Gemara, it's a Simon and Shulchan Aruch, but what's it all about? And what is Targum? How did Targum get so valuable? Now, of course, the Gemara in uh, in, in Brachas Zafhei darshans from the Pasuk that the Targum Unklus is something that was given to Moshe on Har Sinai. Hmm. But the fact that we see that this is the mahus of Shmois, the word is a Rashi Tevis of Shnai Mikavecha Targa, means that there's something inherently important in the book of Shmois that, that is represented by this mitzvah of Shnai Mikavecha Targum. And also, we know that we're in the weeks of Shaivivim, which is also an acronym for these, these Parshias. Which again brings brings us that there's a a relative application of the parsha to every year that we that the, the the occurrences of the current events are connected with the parshias that we we read. So what is this? What is this all about? And. Someone threw out a question, Rabbi Finkel, in his Sefer Mishuchan of Lezer Baruch, throws out a beautiful question. He says that the words Ve'elish Mois B'nei Yisrael is found also in Parshas Vayigash. Why over there don't, that's before Ve'elish Mois of the beginning of, of Sefer Shmois. Why over there doesn't the Balaturim and the Levush base their foundation of the mitzvah of Shnai Mikveh Targum? So again, he leaves he leaves off with the question. But again, you see that it's it's not the words that we can find an acronym. It's the sefer of Shmois. It's the book of Shmois and the subsequent Yitzias Mitzrayim and the Golos and Gulas Mitzrayim that is connected with this mitzvah of Shnai Mikavecha Targum. Of course, Sefer Bracious is the book of the Avais. Sefer Shmois is the book of the Shvatim, the book of the Jewish people. The people, the twelve Shvatim became a nation in Mitzrayim. But as we mentioned last week, Sefer Shmois also introduces us to a such a personality called Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't just a person, he wasn't one of the Avais, 
Right? If they ask who's bigger, Avram Avinu or Moshe Rabbeinu, we couldn't answer that question. Ein Karin Ovois El Shloisha, the Gemara says. The only, there are only three Ovois, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Ein Karin Imois Elo Arba, there are only four Imois. Right? But Moshe Rabbeinu is Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is synonymous with Matan Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu was the Noisen Torah. That's who he is. That's who he is, not just who he was. Part of the Yugimel Ikre Hadas, one of a number of the the Yugimel Ikrim that we say in the Animamins, that that's based on what the Rambam wrote in Pirushim Mishnayos and Masech the Sanhedrin. The it goes goes with Metzias Hashem, Torim and Hashemayim, and those are the three big and from there we have all 13 Torah and Hashemayim begins with Nevoah and Nevoah Smeisha two separate things there's Nevoah that communicates with human beings Nevi'im and then there's Nevoah Smeisha Rabbeinu is different from all other Nevi'im go look, this is the Animamans this is the basis of and that is the basis for Torah and Hashemayim you cannot believe in Torah and Shemayim without believing that Moshe Rabbeinu is the Av Hanavim. It's a separate Animamin. Shenavuos Moshe Rabbeinu Hoisa Mitis Vua Avlan Avim Lakoidmem Lefonav Ulaboim Achrov. That's what we say in the in the Animamins. You can't separate the two. So Moshe Rabbeinu that we're being introduced here is the Yisoyed of Torah and Hashemayim. And that's why at the, the beginning of his career of being a Navi, at the Sneh, when he was being introduced, as the, as the, the Rishonim talk about, first he saw the fire and the unusual qualities of the fire in, in Paragimel of Shmois. Then he, was, then he saw Malach. Then, Akashbaru who spoke to him. It was a gradual um, revelation. revelation of him being a navi, which began then, and really didn't climax till Matan Torah. But at the snare, he was told, this is going to be your sign that you are the navi Hashem." that ultimately you're going to you're going to um, serve Hashem on that mountain you being the Navi Hashem and everybody else is going to see with their own as we call it, with their own fleshige eyes right they're going to see everybody's going to be on the same level of Nevoah they're going to know what they're perceiving and they're going to see that you so of course the the Briskarov has a famous piece in say in Parsha Shemois where he explains all these Yisaitis, all these principles, that Moshe Rabbeinu was evolving into a Navi, that didn't begin, he says, until Matan Torah. That's true, but he was... What? Moshe Rabbeinu didn't reach the climax of his ability of being the Navi that he was from Matan Torah for the rest of his life that he spoke to Hashem as as the Rambam says the four different chilukim between the 
Moshe's Nevoah and every other Navi is different in four different ways right now is not the time but this is the belief in the Nevoah's Moshe Rabbeinu is the, is the Metzius of our belief in Torah therefore since we believe in Moshe and his uniqueness of, as a Navi so therefore we, can have, we have a belief system in Torah Minash it goes, it goes hand in hand. But that, did, that didn't climax till Matan Torah. But at the same time, um, at, at the snare, Moshe Rabbeinu was, was being told that this is the direction you're being led to. This is what you're becoming. You're becoming this, this unique Navi. We also know that we, we, we are beginning... The the Chodesh Shvat. This week we're going to be have Rosh Chodesh benching. Mevorchem Chodesh Shvat. Next week, the beginning of the week is Rosh Chodesh Shvat. Rosh Chodesh Shvat is is unique because it's a date that's mentioned in the Torah at the beginning of Sefer Dvarim. In the beginning of Sefer Dvarim, it says that it was the fortieth year. Ba'ashtei Oser Chodesh. And the eleventh month, which is Chodesh Shvat, Shvat Adar, right? So a date is coming up next week, where Diber Moshe Moshe spoke the book of Devarim, which of course the Gemara in Megillah and elsewhere says that there's the four books of the Torah and then the Sefer Devarim. Sefer Dvarim is unique, what the Chazal call it, the Gemara calls it, that Moshe said the words, Al Pi Atzman, which we cannot believe, of course, means that he said his own words. That's Kfira, we cannot say that, but we have to work it out. And there's a long piece in the, in the, in the Dubna Magid that quotes from his Rabbi, the Vilna Goyen, who they actually lived in the same time. And it, you should look there in the Sefer Oil Yankov, Sefer Dvarim. He has a whole piece to work out these Gemaras. What does that mean? But it's Sefer Dvarim is called Mishnah Torah. The repetition. It's not repetition at all. We have so many hundreds, hundred, over a hundred mitzvahs that were not mentioned anywhere else in the Torah. So it's difficult to explain what it means a repetition. But it has a unique status. It is the re- it's the reflection of Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah to us. What is the message of Sefer Devarim that comes right now during this time of year, Rosh Shvat, is that date that we comes in the middle of Shoyavim in Parshas Vo'ei Raboi. And Chazal tell us that Moshe Rabbeinu began his career, you know, at age eighty, this new career, right? And and he said, "Hey, Nani, I rouse for some. I can't speak." Veich Yishma, Eli Para. How is Para going to hear me? How is he going to listen to me? How am I going to find the words, the language to speak to, to communicate with him, to influence him? But really, he's not talking to Paro. He's talking to the Jewish people. He's preparing them for Matan Torah. Paro is just a puppet. Guy running around in pajamas, right, in the middle of the night. But he, we're using him. Paro is a representative of, well, like the Rambam said, it's the representative of the Yetzirah. It's the representative of everything that clashes with us and gives us a hard time to try to maneuver. But 
the focus is that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to prevail. But he said, I don't have the words, I don't have the vocabulary. I'm aral sfosayim. Oral means I'm like uncircumcised. Orla. It's I'm circumcised, something that doesn't belong. It's holding me back. And all of a sudden comes Rosh Chodesh Shvat, the 40th year. Ela Dvarim, he's, he has plenty to say. Which is a similar kasha to what they, what they say by Oz Yashir. You know, the Moshe Rabbeinu said, I don't have what to say, and all of a sudden they're, they're all singing like canaries, right? They have plenty to sing about. If that's not enough, we know the, the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah, the first Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah, which we all know, our kids learn it in school. There are four heads of the month, and when it comes to Shvat, Rosh Hashanah li'ilah nois. So there's machlekes Beis Shammai and, and Beis Hillel. Beis Shammai says, I guess you're right. A lot of this is, is in the, also in the Orgadal Yo. There's a whole section on Chodesh Shvat and its importance. The Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah says that Rosh Hashanah li'ilonais Beishamai says it's on Rosh Chodesh Shvat and, and Beishilu argues and says B'chamisha Oser boy. it's on the 15th which we know too B'Shvat because we paskin like, like Beishilu but the Orgel Dalio in quoting the Mishnah, can't I find it? If you look in the Mishnah, that the Mishnah says, "Be'echad b'shvad b'shoshan ali ilon kedivrei kedivrei be'shamai." And Ubeis Hillel says B'chamisha Oser Boy on the fifteenth. So it's a strange lotion, Kedivrei Beishamai. Usually every Mishnah says Beishamai Oimrim this and Beis Hillel Oimrim this. It's all over Shas, especially in the you know the eighth parak of of, of, of Brachas is all about the Machlekes between Beishamai Beis Hillel and everywhere else in Shas. So what's the what's the why is it different? So says the Chidush Arim that is made famous by the Orgidal Yo, that he says that really there's no machloikas. Even Beis Hillel agrees that something begins on Rosh Chodesh. But the question is, since it's not nicker, it's not apparent to the naked eye, to the human eye, should we celebrate it then? And he says that, that this lies in the, in the basis of the difference between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. That Beis Shammai is trying to reveal a, an inner Torah that is beyond our reach for the regular person. And, he's, and, and he says that 
Loi ish dvor manoichi. Loi ish dvor manoichi. That the pasuk said in in Parsha Shmois, I'm not a man of words. Is soifetevis shamai. The last word of each of those, last letter of each of those words, loy is aleph, ish is shin, dvarim is mem, anoichi is yud, that's shamai. Soifetev is shamai. And, and the, and the Chidusharim says that the Roshetevis of of the words that it says in, in Parsha Shmois, Hu which is going on Aaron, he's going to be for you a mouth, when you said, I don't have the words, that's Rosh Tevis Hillel. And he says that what we have this, we find all over Rosh Tevis and Seifet Tevis. They're both hinting to secrets and things that are under the surface in the Holy Torah, where each word is the word of God, is the word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, nothing less than that. And we, we, we'll, in eight, 85 lifetimes, we'll never scratch the surface. Torah Hashem Tamima, we'll never scratch the surface. But there's, there's something hidden, says the Chidush Arim, that the Rosh Tevis is Hillel, that's the what's apparent. Roish Tevis means more. It's more accessible. Roish Tevis. Soifet Tevis is something that's a little more hidden. That's at the end. That's Shammai. But they work together. Shvat is the time when there's a a revelation of Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu is giving in his Sefer Devarim. Hoyel Moshe Be'eres HaTorah Zois. That's where he revealed, as the pasuk in Sefer Devarim on Rosh Chodesh Shvat. Represents so Shmois is also that aspect. <coughs> what is the aspect? The Yisoid is the Yisoid is Moshe Rabbeinu that we have a Rebbe, that we have a source, a human source, something that lives and breathes and dies among us. That is there to be our guide, to be our interpreter. To be the person that we look for, if not to know what we don't know, but to make sure that what we think we know is accurate. That's the concept of a Rebbe. Moshe Rabbeinu was Moshe Kibel Torah That was his job. He was the Noisenat Torah. He was the conduit between Sinai, between God, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whose Torah this was from infinite, from, from time immemorial, from beginning of, before the world was created and finally when it was time to give us the Torah he was the conduit, he was the one to bring it down and to present it now we spoke the presentation of course needs a needs a preparation needs a preparation and the, probably the most important Gift the important lesson that a Rebbe can give is the need for a Rebbe. The fact that you need a Rebbe, just like I, I don't know this Masechta. He's a Rebbe who knows Masechta. This Masechta, for court, that makes sense. I don't have to be taught. If I want to know it, of course I have to be explained that you want to know it. I want to know what he knows. That's of course important. But the fact that even if I knew it, 
I need a Rebbe to know how to know it, or what it means to know it. It's not just information. Torah is not just a book of information, a book of laws that I can Google. The Gemara has a Lashen. Sefer Torah, the Gemara Kedushin, that, that this was foolishly told to Yanai HaMelech. Therefore, he told him when the, he saw the, the rabbis, he would, according to his understanding, they rebelled against him. And he came to his Yoyatsin, the Gemara Kedushin says. And he asked him, What do I do? And they told him, Kill them. He said, Kill them? What? And for a moment, he, he thought, What? And be without the guides, without the rebellion? But Ba'isa Shah says, Nichnas by Ruashtus. For a moment he said, they told him, Sefer Torah bekeren zavas munachas. You have a Sefer Torah, open up any shul. You have a Sefer Torah. What do you need them for? If the Sefer Torah is to know, if the Rebbe is to know what you don't know, then there it is. You got art scroll today. What well, more do you need? Have, uh, what, else, what do I need a Rebbe for? <laughs> and the, he made the gravest mistake that he killed the Taka, killed the Tamil Chachamim because of his own lack of... But even he was struggling, and, and, and he fell to that, maybe I don't need it, because maybe the Rebbe is only there to tell me what I don't know. If I know it, then I don't need him. That was the gravest mistake that the Gemara says, that he killed the Tamini Chachamim, and he was looking for a way, the Gemara in Boabasar in the beginning, he's looking for a way to do tshuva. And the Gemara says that... He didn't know what to do until they told him, says, you killed Ene and Oire Shaloilam, the eyes and the light of the world, be Isaac in building the base Amigdash. And that's why Hurdus, who also fell in the same type of thing, killing the Tamir Chachamim, he built the Baisha Hurdus, and we know the Mishnah in the, the Sukkah says, Mishaloira. The, the bias of Hurdus, Leira, Binyan, Mefur, Biyamov, was the most beautiful thing. Can't bring him back to life, but it's Eine and Irish Shaloylam. This was the same mistake that Yanai made. This was, this was Moshe Rabbeinu. We were being told in Sefer Shmois. This is the idea of Shnayim Mikra Echo Targum. The Targum is the 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 fa- fa- fundamental idea of having a rebbe, having targum, someone to explain what we're seeing, what we're what we're knowing, what we think we know. It's it's the foundation of understanding. I was I had a rebbe, one of my rebbeim, Baruch Hashem, I was blessed with a lot of wonderful rebbeim. Rav Yaakov Moshe Kalevsky Zecher Tzadik one of the rebbeim in Ner Yisrael became the Rosh Hashiva at the end of his life. He had a Talmud, who happened to be a Chavrus of mine, Hagoyen Lazer Gibber, who's a Rosh Hashiva in Providence, Rhode Island, for many, many decades, big Talmud Chacham, and he was a Talmud Muvak of Rabbi Kalevsky. And he wrote a Sefer on Pesach Tzuchus. And he wanted his Rebbe to see whether the Savior, you want to have to give a Haskama to the Savior, you can't have Haskama every Savior, you want to know who it is, you look in the beginning, who gave who 
So sometimes they say, I don't, I don't know the person. I mean, that, then you shut the book and you give it to someone else. Don't know the person, that's not... I read it, it's not against halacha, that's not haskama. Okay. This man, Rabbi Gibber, I saw with my own fleshig eyes, saw that for over a year, every Friday night, when there was a break between Kabbalah Shabbos and Mayrev, he had a Seder Kavua with Rabbi Kalevsky every single week, sitting with him and going over every piece in that Sefer. They just give him the manuscripts. So I'll look at it, and he looked it through. I, yeah, I, ba- I bar- basically looked it through, and they look all right. No, he told them over. Every shtickle tire in that safer. Ksubis. And I watched it for a year's time. That's, that's a Rebbe. Because he, his thought process was that he got from Rabbi Kolevsky. He wanted to make sure that he not only wrote it correctly and is thinking correctly, or not thinking wrong, mm-hmm. but that he's giving over to his Talmidim that you need a Rebbe to be able to teach Torah. Mm-hmm. You hear in every shtickle Torah that he wrote in that Sefer was that he is a product of a Rebbe. Mm-hmm. 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 Who's Rebbe Kolevsky's Rebbe? Reb Hyman. and Reb Ruven Grzovsky. Reb Hyman. Rabbi Kolevsky used to always say he was the Roshivan Tarvadas, came over from Europe. He was a Talmud of um, Rabbi Hanan, maybe, or Baruch Ber. I'm not, I think, yeah. He came to America. He didn't have any children, Rabbi Shleim Haiman. A lot written about him. Is a, and, and he turned, he, he was a one, Rabbi Kolevsky said that when the, the, the Svarim came out from Rabbi Shleim Haiman, printing his Torah, and Rebruven's Torah, he was very upset. He says, this is like canned lumbus, he used to say. <laughs> you can't write it down. You have to give it over. As I heard it from my from his Rebbe, how he heard Reb Shleim say this, he gave it over in his shear. But every time we heard him saying it, we were hearing, I am a product of my Rebbe. I am a product of a Rebbe. And this is what Shmois means, Shnaim Mikavecha Targum, Yitzias Mitzrayim is that we are Talmidim of Moshe Rabbeinu. We have a Moshe Rabbeinu. We accepted him over time. We learned to understand the need to have a Rebbe. That's the, that's the thing. And we see this in, in, in Pasuk Perak Dalad Chav Zion. Listen to this. Vayoyim Hashem El Aaron. When Moshe was, this is in Parsha Smois actually, Per Dalid Pasuk Chav Zayin, 27. It's on page 312. The Pasuk says, and, and after uh, the, they did the Brismila on, on Moshe's two children, on Moshe's, yeah, so then it said, Vayem Hashem El Aaron. Hashem spoke to Aaron. Aaron was the Navi. He was the leader for 40 years. I mean, who led the Jewish people? Who kept them alive in Mitzrayim? 40 years. Moshe was in Yisra, was in, by Yisra in Midian, mm-hmm. shepherding the sheep. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. He was the, he was so he was the leader. And he was in Mitzrayim. Leich likras Moshe hamidbara. Go meet, go greet. Hashem says, your brother's coming. Right? Mm-hmm. And go to the Midbar to meet, greet him. Vayelech vayivgeshehu bahar ho'elokim. 
he met him at the Harolakim, which is Harsinai. Vayishakloi, and he kissed him. You hear? Yeah. We have to know that he kissed him. What do you think, brothers? They haven't seen each other in so long. Oh, did he give him? Did he give him a little peck on the on the on the thing? Did he hug him and a kiss? And what what what's the Torah telling us that he kissed him? Did he bring him bagel and locks also? What says the Sipurno? Sipurno says over here that he kissed him. Kemenashek Dover Kodesh. Aaron kissed Moshe like you kiss a Sefer Torah. Oh, was Aaron kissing Moshe? Yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. So there was a Yid, mm-hmm. there's a story that I read in one of Rabbi Spiro's books, there was a Yid who wanted to get his grandson into Yeshivas Panovich. So he wrote a letter to Rebera Pavarsky, who was the son of Rabdavid Pavarsky, who was the Rosh Hashiva then, and Rebera was now the Rosh Hashiva. And he said, I want to get my grandson. I know your father, you know, maybe you can put in a good word. So David Pavarsky said, we don't, we don't do protexia here. You have to unmerit to it. But he says, you know, but Tati says, this person wrote a very nice vort. He wrote this Sipurno. He said that Moshe kissed, uh, Aaron kissed Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Sipurno says, he kissed him like you kiss a, a Dover Kodesh. What's the Sipurno explaining? The Sipurno is answering our question. It's important to us. They know he kissed him. He hugged him. He brought him a bagel. He kissed him like a like a sefer Torah because, and he didn't kiss him like a brother. I haven't seen you, my dear brother, of forty years. He kissed him because now the sefer Torah is coming to Mitzrayim to take out the Jewish people. Hakosh came to Aaron and says, "Your brother's coming, but he's coming as the future Nisan Torah." He's coming as, as the, the leader who's going to teach the people, if nothing else, but that you need a Rebbe to be Mechabal the Torah. And he's coming to be the Mechabal HaTorah, to be the Rebbe of the Jewish people. So Aaron, in beginning that process, gave a kiss to Moshe Rabbeinu, like you kiss the Sefer Torah as it comes out of the Aaron Kodesh. Like you kiss a Dover Kodesh. This was the beginning. Aaron was the one who established Moshe Rabbeinu. This is what, 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 what we need Moshe Rabbeinu here. I hate to be basic, but what is a kiss? It's from the mouth, it's from the head. What is a kiss? And it's, a, it's a showing of affection, showing uh, of what do I love about you? Uh-huh. I love that you're here, but why? What does that mean? Uh-huh. Says it's important, like a kiss is safe for Torah. That we're, we're, we, we, want to, we want that direction. We want to be able to work towards being the Kabul and Torah, Nasev and Ishma on Har Sinai. Just a short time later, we need you, Moshe Rabbeinu, your personage. We need who you represent. And that's what that's really what Akashbrah told Moshe Rabbeinu in last week's parsha that don't worry that Aaron's going to be jealous. Because he knows the importance of your your coming to. He knows what how important it is. He, because the importance is that you, Moshe Rabbeinu, are going to be the nice and I tell you, you're going to be the Rabban Shal Yisrael. And this is what the the Briskorov is saying. That at Sneh, 
Moshe Ben was beginning that process. He has to grow into the position so he'll know what is his main lesson of life. To take them out, yes. Right? To save them from, to bring the Makas on Pyro, yes. But the essence is that he should teach them that you need a Rebbe in life. You have a, in, order to, in order to associate and to connect with Torah, it has to be a Moshe Kibel Umasru Yeshua. This is what the Nitziv in the beginning of Parshas Titzaveh, um, I don't have time to go into it, but it's, Titzaveh is the only Parsha that does not have Moshe Rabbeinu's name in it. We know, since Moshe Rabbeinu was born in Parsha Shmois. And it, it, it describes um, and you again and, and it talks about the, the Mitziv talks about the relationship between Aaron and Moshe how Aaron was the one who was given the, the, the way to bring out the, the power of Moshe Rabbeinu through the power that he represented and this is the Aaron and the Menorah the Menorah is the light a reflection and a light of the Torah, but it's more the Torah Shabal Peh, which is the Messiah, which is how a Talmud mm-hmm. yearns and, and, and gets from the, the Rebbe. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's V'ato hakre ve'lecha, the Pasuk says, as Aaron achicha, you bring closer Aaron, because Aaron is the one. He gave you that kiss which started you off in, in your mission to be the Rebbe of Klal Yisrael. Mm-hmm. You, Moshe, bring close Aaron because you need him to bring that influence into the Mishkan. And that's what the Nitziv goes on. So Aaron's giving over the, the Torah. Right. In a, in a, in a different in a way to In a way to bring out mm-hmm. that, that Moshe represents being the Rebbe of, of the Torah. The Rebbe of Klal Yisrael. And that's an important thing. That's very important. What was the Briskru, his Briskura's point? That, that this is what, be, what was being presented to Moshe at the snare. Mm-hmm. This is what your mission is. I'll find you a mouthpiece. You don't, that's mm-hmm. detailed. That, that's not the reason. Mm-hmm. You have to be an orator. Um, Aaron can be your mouthpiece. On the contrary, Aaron will be the greatest mouthpiece because he knows... Mm-hmm. He knows what you're ultimately trying to represent, what you're trying to be, and that's the Rebbe, the one who's being able to bridge between the Torah of Akash Baruch Hu and the Jewish people. He, he'll teach you, and, for, and not just in Moshe Rabbeinu's time, but for all times. Mm-hmm. Torah can only be acquired through a Rebbe. Mm-hmm. You need a Rebbe. So the fact that Moshe couldn't speak well, Shem was saying, we don't, we don't need a good, great speaker. Correct. You're Ma- getting the Torah. Aaron you're will be, not the issue here. Aaron you're will be your Navi. He will be that one. And, and he's very appropriate for that, mm-hmm. as we see from that, from that kiss. Now, at the end of the Torah, where, where the, um, the last psukim of the Torah, where it says the famous words, after Moshe Rabbeinu died, and we're giving the epitaph of Moshe Rabbeinu's life. So the Torah says on page 1122, V'loikom navi oid b'Yisrael k'Moshe. 
that will never ever be another will rise up another prophet like Moshe, be Yisrael in the Jewish people, like Moshe. Asher Yedohu Hashem Panim Panim, that Hashem knew him and related to him face to face. Then the Pasuk continues, L'chol ha'oyseiz v'hamleifsim asher shalokhoi Hashem l'asoiz be'eres mitzrayim l'pari u'l'chol ha'vadov. This is Mamash, the last Sukkim in the Torah. All those miracles and signs that Hashem sent to through you, through Moshe, in Mitzrayim, to Paro and all of his, his people, and all of the great, strong hand, and all Moshe did in the eyes of everybody. So, says, says the Gemara, so we know that, that Moshe Rabbeinu, it says they'll come be Yisrael. It's not going to come to the Jewish people, which leaves room for Bilam that be Yisrael like come, but Umas Eilam come, which is a very difficult concept. Was Bilam on a, on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu? Or was he not? This is very con- controversial. We can't fathom that Bilam, the great uh, immoral person that he was. Um, was was on the level of Navu of Moshe Rabbeinu. But we'll leave that for, for a moment. But we see a connection between the Navu of Moshe Rabbeinu and all the miracles that happened in Mitzrayim. And that's what the Briskarov continues. And he says that when it means Loikom, that you'll never have a, a leader that will present all of these miracles the Briskorov says, what do you mean? Rabbeinu, we don't believe in Moshe Rabbeinu because of miracles. That's the Rambam in Yesaida Torah, the 8th parak, And it's not true, because we know that in the, in the time of uh, Mashiach, in Osid Lavai, the Pasuk says, Ki Mitzrayim er That Osid Lavai, says the Briskorov, there'll be many miracles, maybe even greater than Mitzrayim. So how can you say come that there never was because of the miracles in Mitzrayim? So the Briskarov says that we can't the Pusik is not to be read. The Rambam the Rambam discusses this. Or Briskarov brings from his father, Rabchaim that we can't read the Pasuk as simply as this. There's something fundamental that was learned from the personality of Moshe Rabbeinu that on that we say Loikom. And I think what, he's, what also can be said in these words of Reb that the Briskorov brings is that Moshe Rabbeinu f- founded and grounded the Yisoyde HaTayra that in order to have any connection with Torah, you need a Rebbe. That is how Torah is given over. Not, and it's not just about, do I understand it, do I not understand it, I need this person to make me understand it. No, it's much more than that. There's, there's a way how Torah is acquired, how it's given over, and how it's explained. Because it's explained by that you can't acquire Torah without a Rebbe. That is the lesson. That was always the lesson of Moshe Rabbeinu. 
And that we learned through all the experience in Mitzrayim. When we saw Moshe Rabbeinu come in the last year, he came and saved the day. He didn't just, and he took us out of Mitzrayim, yes. But what he taught us was that we need to be behind Moshe Rabbeinu. It was the building blocks of Moshe Rabbeinu as the Nisan Torah. And that's Moshe Rabbeinu's climax of his nevuah was at Matan Torah that was being told him at the Sneh. This is what the, I think the Briskar was saying. And that's why the Gemara in Shabbos says three things Moshe Rabbeinu did that Akash Baruch agreed with him and one of them was breaking the Luchais. He says, break the Luchais? How did he know we were going to get it again? Mm. He, at that time he didn't know we were going to get another Torah. And what did it mean breaking the Luchais? Does that mean does it really erase Maimon Har Sinai? No, we celebrate Shavuos every year. Don't we? Yom Kippur is, when we got the second Luchais, we don't celebrate anything. No one's uh, drinking or, or dancing around the Torah. When the Torah comes out, we don't honestly see anybody running up. And well, why not? It's Yom Kippur, that's when we got the second Luchais. What was it that was broke, that he broke? What was the message that he taught? Says the Gemara in, in Shabbos, one of the things was, was breaking the Luchais. And the last Pesuk, Pesuk in the Torah where it says that he where it says that that Moshe Rabbeinu did was that he broke the Luchais. Everything that he did so Chazal tell us that this is going on the, the breaking of the Luchais. We know the Pasuk in Kisisa says, Asher Shibarta, Yasha Koyach Shishibarta. Right? Yasha Koyach Shishibarta. I give you a Yasha Koyach. It's a Gemara in Pei Zayin Amad Aleph. Asher Shibarta, Yasha Koyach Shishibarta. Because the breaking of the Luchais in the, in the eyes of Moshe Rabbeinu was that they were distancing themselves from the Torah that they had and the Rebbe that gives it. It was the Moshe Kibbal Torah Sinai, and he wanted to make sure that that lesson remained. That's what he was breaking the Luchais to, to maintain. And then he gained again control over the, over the Jewish people by rebuilding them for the next 80 days. Tshuva, 40 days of Tshuva, and then 40 days when he went up to get the second Luchais. And the second Luchais re-established the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu, and you need a Rebbe, 
In what way? Just the symbolically, or because it was because he, he had to cut the because tablets. he had to cut the tablets, uh -huh. and it was more of a a, a connection between Moshe Rabbeinu, uh -huh. and that lesson was more more vivid. And this is what we this is what we what we say Moshe Kibotarmi Sinai Masroli Yeshua that he gave it over to Yeshua. He made sure that Yoshua was that person who understood this. Yoshua was his greatest. Uh, the reason why he was chosen was he was someone who He never left Moshe Rabbeinu's side. So it should be known that not because he was the smartest, and not because he was the only one who understood the lessons of Moshe Rabbeinu and could teach it, but because he never left Moshe Rabbeinu's side. And there's many Gemaras to and to, to, to um, show this. So Shvir Saluchais was to reboot this idea that the the Kenyan of Torah and the and the message of making us people who are Zoycha to get Torah was because because we are people who appreciate and understand the importance of having and maintaining a Rebbe. This is what this is what the the the, the lesson of of uh, that you know why Yeshua was chosen and and Pinchas as Rashi in the beginning of Mesachtas Avos asks why wasn't Pinchas chosen? Right, the pasuk says about Pinchas Torahs Emes Hoisa Bepiu. He was also a student of of Moshe Rabbeinu. Elozer was a kohen gadol. He had he had a job, right? But Pinchas, why wasn't Pinchas chosen? So, you know, so it it seems that you know Pinchas also represented this idea because when Pinchas saw what was going on in his heyday, so he came running to Moshe Rabbeinu. Says Rabbeinu, Kanoim Poigimba, you you taught us, you taught us. That when you see something like this, you have to go out and, and do something about it. Moshe Rabbeinu told him, "No, you, it's your to you. If you see it, you got to take care of it. You got to take care of it." But still, Moshe Pinchas was not chosen because, although Pinchas also had this idea that was represented in Yeshua, but this was what everybody knew about Yeshua: that he was loymash mitoychayil, and therefore he was the, he was a he was a better. Um, person who demonstrated people might think to choose Pinchas because he was a he was a um, hothead or because he was a, a kanoi and that's what you need to be a leader no my, my Yeshua was chosen because he was the loymosh and this is the lesson of this is what we have learned from Shemais and I think this is what Lies in the in the foundation of Shnai Mikravecha Targum. The Gemara Navoidazora, when it talks about Uncle Sager, he was a nephew of the Emperor of Rome, and when he became a Ger, was a terrible slap in the face. Still about Rome. That's right, terrible. <laughs> and the and the Gemara Navoidazora, Daf Yud Aleph, you know, tells us the famous story how the, he sent regiment after regiment. To bring him back to his senses, and each one he was makarov and made them all become gerim. 
what was the what was what did he tell them? So the Gemara tells us that they came to him at the begin, top of Yud Aleph and Aleph in Avodah Zarah. The Gemara says so came one group, and he says, and they he told them after each group became a gear, he told them go and don't talk to him, don't engage in any conversation. You know, we're, so so he, they didn't. They arrested him, and on the way out. He puts his hand on the mezuzah, kissed the mezuzah. So they asked him, "What is that?" Oh, <laughs> you brought it up. I'll tell you. It says, "Let me ask you. When you go out to war, who who's in the front lines? The king, or?" He says, "No, of course the king's in the back. He can't dirty his hands. He can He could get killed in the front lines. It's dangerous. The Russian front, right? <laughs> so, so he says, "Well, our God, it says." Argat says, "Hashem hoylech lifneim yoimam." By before, before Kriyas Yamsuf, where's God? God is in the front of the lines. Our God is in front. He's there to protect us. So they saw this. They said, "Really?" And they also became gayer. <laughs> but so it seems like a humorous story, mm-hmm. but it's part of the Mitzrayim story, part of the Kriyas Yamsuf, part of the the Exodus that. Our leaders, our Moshe Rabbeinu, this is what this is what built Unklus. Unklus gave over. He that's why he was Zaycha to be the person to give over the Targum that came from Har Sinai. Why Unklus Hagir? Right. Where did he get it from? He got it in Nevuah. Really? He was in the time of Nevuah in the of the Tanoim. He got it in Nevuah. Ruach Hakodesh, not a Navi, a Ruach Hakodesh. To give it over, but the idea of us reading it Shnayim Mikra Echad Targum is this idea that you can't touch Torah. You can read it twice, but you need a Targum. Says the Gemara in in, in Brachas that I read before on, on what tells us about this mitzvah. It says you have to read a Shnayim Mikra Echad Targum. Vafilu Itrois Vedivain. What are Itrois Vedivain? These are one of the city, six cities of refuge. Or Miklat. So asks Tosis, why do we bring Itra and Vediv? Why these two words? Because they're just names of places, and they don't have Targum. So what do you do when there's no Targum? It's a name. Reuven Shimon. So what do you do? You read it. What? How? You read it three times. You read it three times. So why don't you bring Reuven Shimon? Why bring Itra Vedivain? That's Tosis Kasha here on Chesam Abayz in in Brachas. So Taisa gives a terrorist because even though there is Targum Yushalmi, so Taisa asks, they bring Reuben Vishimin, that there's no. He says, no, we want to tell you the Idris of the Divan, even though it doesn't have regular Targum and Targum Yushalmi, you have to read it three times in the Hebrew. And But it's better to read it with the Targum. Go find it. There's no Targum Unklus. Go, because Targum Unklus just says Idris of the Divan. But there's the Targum Yishalmi. So go find Targum Yishalmi. That's better. That's what Tyson says. But the idea, I think, is, you know, on a deeper level, the whole idea of Shnai Mikabecha Targum is to teach us that you need a Rebbe. Unclus taught to the, to the people of Rome, those people coming, and he was megired them by giving them this idea. Mm-hmm. Where's your king? Who's leading you? <clears throat> And that's what rep- that's what Unklus represented. So he's saying the itras v'divan are ari miklat. When a person kills b'shoigeg, mm-hmm. and they're in dire need of 
re of 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 a rehab. He needs they killed so how they live with themselves. So you look into the Torah, you get a Rebbe who teach you how to come out of it, how to how to grow from the experience. That's why Chazal, the Raman Paskins from the Gemara that the Talmud Shigala, Megalan Rabba Yimai. If a Talmud goes to Ari Miklad, you have to send his Rebbe, goes with him. Why? Because Vichai, he has to live. You can't live without a Rebbe. The whole idea of Ari Miklad is you take what you need to live. And one of the halachas of to live, you need a Rebbe. So you're, unfortunately, you're Rebbe, you, this person killed Shoigig, all of a sudden the Rebbe gets an email, you, you got to go to Ari Mikla. What, what? I have classes, I have a family. No, he needs you. He needs you. That's powerful. That's Shnai Mikra Vechot. That's what Shmois is all about. Don't just read about the miracles and the and it's it's true we get bogged down with the thing power in pajamas and the frogs were here and there and everywhere and 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 all the songs that we sing on the seder night but the essence of it that's perhaps why we don't have the name of Moshe in the, in the Haggadah the essence of the of Pesach is the essence of Shmois that we need to have a Rebbe we need to have direction constantly, not just to know what to do, but to just to associate and connect with Torah properly. You need that. Even just to say, yes, I agree with everything. Just that check, that is the, the way in. When I saw Rabbi Gibber, you know, sitting with Rabbi Kolevsky, telling him over, and Rabbi Kolevsky sitting with him and listening to him for a whole year. He could have just read the manuscripts here and there like every other uh, Haskama reads. I looked here and there and I didn't see anything n- negative, you know. That's, that's what it is. But this, when he wrote a Haskama, when he, he was masking on every piece of Torah that it was said with, under the influence that he was learning and teaching under the influence, under the influence of a Rebbe. Every thought process that he had was a Rebbe. And it's interesting, this is what the, the Zohar says, that's quoted, or again also brings it in Shmois, that every stage of Mitzrayim says, Avoidakosha, the Zohar says, Dokushya. This is a question that we ask. Choymer is Dokal Vachaymer. And, and Bilvenim with bricks, Do Libun Halacha. That's clarifying Halacha. This is the Brisa. There's a connection between Shmois and the, the episode of Mitzrayim that represents Moshe Rabbeinu. Like in the last Sukkim of the Torah, like come. Because he, that is what he, that's what he taught. So Moshe Rabbeinu, sir, Moshe Rabbeinu got the Targum on Har Sinai. On Har Sinai, right. But it wasn't told to us through, through Unklus. Yeah. And and our Messiah is you, no one ever prints a chumash without Unklus yeah. <coughs> and Rashi. You find me a chumash. Yeah. This was the big problem with Kahati in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He printed mm-hmm. the Mishnayos without the Bar Tanura mm-hmm. because the message of chumash of Torah is that you need a rabbi to understand it. Mm-hmm. Print Unklus. Your savior is not about Unklus, but you can't print a chumash without Unklus. And 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 some say without Rashi. 
those are our Rebbes. Those are our, our fact that we need a Rebbe. That's the main lesson. Mm-hmm. That is the main lesson of... That's the main lesson. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. and, and the, the lesson... We, da- we all daven in shuls. The lesson... A shul has to have a rav. A shul with you daven in a shul. Does it have a rav? Then, it, then it's a shul. It's just like you go to a shul and says, "Well, we have a shul, but we don't have a sefer Torah." So what do you do Monday and Thursday? Well, everybody holds a chumash, and you know we read from the chumash or Shabbos. We, you know, what? How do you have a shul without a sefer Torah? Well, how do you have a shul without a rav? Not just to know because I don't have a question. You have a paisik there. But a shul needs a rav. Because the message and the model of a shul is that Torah is transmitted through a Moshe Rabbeinu. I, the rav, is not Moshe Rabbeinu. It doesn't make a difference. That doesn't, the lesson is still... Mm-hmm. You have to see living Torah. You have to see living Torah, exactly. That's always... And this is what this is what we what we what we say. You know, um, you know, my Rosh Hashiva. Oh, it's too long. Okay, <laughs> got this lesson from his Rebbe from the Altar of Slabotkin, a very vivid lesson for a different time. The story, <clears throat> but this is what we say every day in the davening. In the Volatzion, that the Mishnah writes that a person should daven for his children. Mishnah writes um, in, in, in the, um, the simon about Memzayan, about Birchas HaTorah, says the Mishnah in, in Sifkot and Yud, says, V'tomid tiyeh tfilas ha'av v'hameim shkura b'fiyem. A person's father and mother's tefillah for their children should always be on their children. And where should you have this kavana? So he says, where you say where you say in Avaraba, where you talk about um, and when we say we say when we say that you have given us the Torah. You've given us the Torah of truth. The Torah of truth is a Torah that has a rabbi teaching it. And Aaron saw Moshe, he saw his rabbi. That's right. He established, and he's my younger brother, but he, we're now establishing, we're now establishing how Torah is going to come down to this world. How it always has to come down to this world. And, it, and, and that's what we finish off in, in that tefillah, in Yuvalitzian, the Yosem Belibenu, the Nosan Lona Torah Semes, who Yiftach Libenu Betairos, he should open up our hearts to Torah. The Yosem Belibenu should place in our hearts Ahavosoi, God's love, the Yeros and his fear, the Lassos Ritzoyne Belev of Sholem, the Manloniga Lorik, the Lonele Labahola, so we shouldn't be, so we shouldn't be putting our efforts for nothingness. Lorik is nothingness. We shouldn't give birth for confusion. The confusion that the Mishnah is saying that we have, that we're trying to avert, is the confusion that comes from a Torah that doesn't have a Rebbe. That doesn't have 
direction. It doesn't have where. Who are you a Talmud of? Or send my son to this yeshiva. Mm-hmm. Ask the Rosh Yeshiva. Who, and who are you a Talmud of? Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you mean? I'm a, I know I learned Shas 45. I didn't ask that. I'm not questioning your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Who are you a Rebbe of? Mm-hmm. And you could say, you can ask any Rav. Mm-hmm. I got my from the Rabbanut, but that, that, that's a piece of paper. Who who's your, are who's you? Your who's your Rebbe? Who's your Rebbe? Who's your Rebbe? Rebbe? Yeah. What do you mean, who's my Rebbe? Do I know the, these halachas of Kashda? That's not, I didn't ask that. Who is your Rebbe? And if we can constantly ask that question, then Mitzvah Shem the Virgin will give us the Shmaya that we will not be. Niga Larik Vinayla Behala will have what we need.